0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Garrett Price. Look at that sweet ass intro. Today, we are here to talk some sweet ass dynasty fantasy football. Hey, we got hey, two great shows lined up.
1: Language. This is the family show. This is oh. the family show. Sir. Oh, we got some sweet Su- took us lined up. Sweet butt. Up. Yeah. Save, that for, sweet, the, sweet save butt. that for the nerd herd.
0: Okay. Sweet butt? That yes. sounds way more pervy McGurry. <laughs> it, it, it really does. does. <laughs> does. Um, that's some sweet Is booty butt? okay? Can we say booty? I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's America. Well, that's not true. You can't say anything you want. But you, you can say a lot. We can say most of what you want. Like today, we can say a lot about players that we're going to be talking about. All right. What uh, players? We have two great shows lined up for you today on the regular show and, of course, the Nerd Herd show. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a couple of players that you should be buying if you're in rebuild mode or we like to say here if you're reloading. Mm, and right. then on the Nerd Herd show, we're going to talk about a couple of players that we think you should buy if you're in win now mode. Because that's Dynasty, right? Either, yep. either you're contending or you're reloading. There should never, ever be an in between. Ever. Nope. And we, we talk about it all the time in Dynasty Fans Football. The hard, One of the hardest things to do is to see your team through a clear lens, right? Like you're always biased. And these are always the guys that you draft, so you right. love them. You have an attachment for them, and hey, they're going to pan out next year, the next year. And that's why when we talk about the dynasty GM and why we built the dynasty GM is because it gives you a realistic look at your team from the outside. Uh, it does. So it does so much more than that.
1: Take know? away that rose colored
0: visor. We, I right? have it. Yep. I, we all do it, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. But this, the, like the dynasty GM that'll show you where your team stacks up amongst your, amongst your teammates. Are you in the middle? It is literally the worst place to be in dynasty fantasy, fantasy football. You get a middle of the road draft pick. You, Barely make the playoffs, or you just missed the playoffs. You're never winning. It's harder
1: to get those impact guys that can push you over yep. the top. Yeah, you got to look right into it. In the middle of the rounds, yep.
0: You need a strong draft like this 21 class and 2020 class, mm. 2019. So, and of course, the Dynasty GM is absolutely free for all of you to try right now at dynastynerds.com. That's right, three days for free. Just try it out. No, no strings attached, no credit cards, no nothing. And you'll see, like most people do, once you try it out, like, oh, I can't let this baby go. It's like the, is it Lays? You can only have one,
1: or you can only have one? Is, that, is it Lay's, is Lays or Lays? Ruffles or, or one Pringles? of those one of those potato chips? Once you
0: pop the fun, don't stop. That's Pringles. <laughs> uh, I thought it was more like tiny dancer and just want to hold you closer. <laughs>
1: well, there's that too.
0: Hold me closer, Dynasty GM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tiny dancer. You're a tiny dancer. Yeah, yeah. I just shrink small. Keep my arms close. Yeah I've, yeah, I've
1: seen you on the dance floor. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I keep everything tight. You, know, I mean, uh, you got that hitch in you. You're yeah. a creepy dancer squeeze, sometimes. That, squeeze my sweet butt tight. Yeah. <laughs> so. Today's show, we're going to talk about, like we said, a couple players we think you should buy if you're reloading, right? So these are guys that we don't think will necessarily pay dividends right away. Maybe some will, but will pay dividends down the road when you're actually ready to compete. Most turnaround windows in dynasty fantasy football is a two to three year window. That's when you go from being a bottom of the barrel team to starting to compete. Two Mm -hmm. to three years. Depends how strong you draft draft. And how strong that draft class that you reloaded? Like last year, if you reloaded last year into this year, chances are you're going to have a very strong team in 2022, if not even this year, yep. if you acquire a lot, of, a lot of draft picks. So let's dive in here. Let's talk about a couple guys. We each have two players that we want to talk about here that we think will pay dividends down the road. And let's see if you guys agree. Shall right, we? Let's so do it. I'll let's go first. Uh, my first guy here, which is one. We it's funny we all picked a tight end. We did. Which is, which is nice because. What position always pays dividends on the road, and you don't know because it's down the road? The tight end. The tight end. Yep. Yeah, or the sweet butt end. The tight butt. <laughs> the tight butt. <laughs> Come on, this is a family show. we got to keep right. it tight. That's right. Uh, uh, my, Jake butt. Jake butt. That's what I meant. Tight end. Tight, Michigan. Double ACL butt. tears. Could have been somebody, but. Could have been a butt. Buddy's butt. Buddy's butt.
1: But he's but butt I'm buddy's... not going to go any butter for <laughs> anything else. So Doo-doo, let's just do
0: butter. <laughs> Harrison Bryant. Cleveland Browns. Uh you know, he's coming off a rookie area, thirty eight catches, two hundred and thirty-eight yards, and three touchdowns. And those stats won't really blow you away, but if you watch the Browns every second, every single play, like I did, and in the preseason when he yep. won the, the 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 preseason award is you saw a player that came in and looked good. He had a couple drops later in the season as well and throughout the year, but you, you expect that from rookies. Mm-hmm. And when Harrison Bryant came out of Florida Atlantic, we said he was basically a big wide receiver. That's what we saw out of a guy like Harrison Bryant. Yep. And they signed Austin Hooper to one of the most glorified contracts in tight end for a tight end ever. Correct. Four years, almost all guaranteed. They have J- David and Joku, who's a free, who's not a free agent. They picked up a fifth, fifth year option, former first yep. round pick. They might re- they they will either trade him or he'll be here. But again, I'm not looking at Harrison Bryant to help my dynasty team in 2021. When I'm looking to help my D- Harrison Bryant, is to help my dynasty team more so in 2023, actually. And 2022, take another step forward where we know these tight ends take a little bit of time to develop. What I really about like about Bryant, not only what he showed us on the field this year, but Kevin Stefanski, who just won coach of the year. Congrats, Kevin. Is his system is very tight end friendly. He likes to utilize the tight ends. They can be a big focal point. And in three years down the road, we're talking about guys that will no longer be on the team. Austin Hooper, they'll get out from under that contract. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, be right around that thirty-one years of age. Their contracts will be up as well, so they will no longer be around. There's a chance, a chance that Harrison Bryant, best case scenario, would be the focal point of this offense and be arguably the Travis Kelsey, the George Kittle, right? Yep. I think worst case, in my in my opinion, he's going to be the number two option in this offense, which is what they want out of Hooper. The reason they paid Hooper big money is because that that's what Stefanski envisioned. He'd be their number two right. option. He'd be that Travis Kelsey, the Pat Mahomes, right? So that's where I look at Harrison Bryant right around that 2023 season to be, if not the number one option in this offense with Baker Mayfield, but the number two option and putting you up those top seven fancy numbers at tight end, which is what we all covet. This is the one position that can get, we, we say about this all the time, the tight end position, or at least I say it all the time, how I always want to have a good tight end, my roster, because it's the one part of the team that can give you that edge over your opponent, right? In, in dynasty and your, as your, t- as your league evolves, these teams all get pretty good. You get top heavy and you get bottom heavy with those couple turd furgs They're stuck in the middle because they don't have the dynasty GM and they don't know where they stand. And when everybody has a good team, where do you get that edge? Travis Kelsey gives you that edge. George Kittle gives you that edge. Darren Waller gives you that edge. I like Harrison Bryant to give my team an edge in 2023. And, yes, that's a couple years down the road. But, again, this is not redraft. This is dynasty fantasy football. And right now, you can get Harrison Bryant come draft time when you're in the middle of your draft, probably for a mid-third, right around there. Mm -hmm. Later, third, after these top, like, Pat Fryer moves just go – um, Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan goes. Yep. So, and obviously, Kyle Pitts is going top seven, because that dude's yeah. one of the best tight ends I've ever scouted in my life. He's wild. And, and So, for me, right now, a guy that you can get in the late third that can pay dividends down the road is a great value.
1: Do you guys like Harrison Bryant as a buy for the future? Yeah, man. I love Harrison Bryant. Obviously, um, you know, you talked about him in college, and this was a guy that went over a 1,000 yards in his senior season there. So, he's he's a receiving threat, a big-time receiving threat out, out of the, um, the tight end position. And he is going to take a little bit of time, but like you had mentioned, I think he's got a a really high upside. I don't know, you know, Travis Kelsey is, is shooting for the moon. I mean, that's like the gold standard um, of tight end production and, and kind of the guys that set you farthest, you know, they differentiate you, I guess, better Mm -hmm. than anyone else at any other position. But, there's a very likely scenario where he is the number two guy coming up here in a few years. And I think I think you laid it out there perfectly, uh, I guess, the avenue for him to get there. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a kind of a matter of time. And Stavansky, like you said, he loves using two tight end sets even. So yep. I think it's going to be a nice growth curve for him because he's going to get a lot of playing time and eventually – when, you know, Hooper Hooper's aged out of his contract and the, the, the two wide receivers, Odell Beckham and both and Jarvis Landry, have both kind of aged their way out of uh, the, the Cleveland Brown offense, it'll be perfect timing for Harrison Bryant to kind of work his way into it.
0: And, and I, think, I think the rest of the NFL and dynasty players will see this coming within the next about 18 months, they'll see it. So this is your time to get the head start on that before that price starts to go up. Because then maybe by this time at the end of the time next year, at the end of the year, you're like, oh, maybe I'd, I'd give up a late second for Harrison Bryant. This 2022 class isn't as strong. And then after two season, you're like, oh, man, I'd give up a high second for right. you know, Harrison Bryant. So to me, the price is going to keep going
1: it up. It is going to keep going up. And tight ends, it's one of those things where – in, D- in Dynasty Fantasy Football, you kind of always have to have one in the pipeline. You know what I mean? If Even if you're set at the position, because it takes so long for these guys to develop and become difference makers for your team, you always want to be plucking one of these guys. In. And it's awesome if you've seen a guy like Harrison Bryant who's done it now on a limited basis but has shown flashes. To, these are the perfect guys to go out and snag now. And in two years, he'll be he'll be ready for your championship run if you're in a rebuild.
0: And I draft a tight end every year. So do I. And, and yeah. I'm in a, And I'm in one league, one of these leagues I've been in, so it's a 10-year-old league. My depth at tight end is disgusting. And one yeah. day when we do a tight end show, I'll talk about it. I literally have the best tight end. And I've traded away tons. I've traded away guys like uh, Travis Kelsey and, uh, oh, God, who else? I've traded away a ton, but I still have them all. I still have George Kittle, TJ Hockinson, Robert Tunyon, Logan Thomas, Colt Komet. I still have them all, you know what I mean? But I'm yeah. the same uh, way I draft I them. And going back to Brian as well. If, if you want to know how much Stefanski already likes his rookie they drafted, he he outstarted David Njoku, the former first-round pick, who, again, has a high ceiling as well. So, Garrett, you have any thoughts on Harrison Bryant before we move on to Matt's guy? Yeah, no, I, I'm a fan of Harrison Bryant as well,
2: and it, it is a good thing for his case, too, that it, it is a two-tight end set because Harrison's not a blocker he's never been a blocker he's that's not a skill set he's going to be he's the best when he can be a stand up why mm-hmm. as opposed to you know being an inline blocker but traditionally if you're going to have two guys in there on passing downs one of them's going to be into to pass protect the other one's going to go out so if it were a system where it was mostly only utilizing one tight end I'd have a little bit more concerns just because he can't really block, how much will he be on the field? But because he's so willing to use two tight ends, I think it's a perfect situation for Bryant. I think we're going to see good production from him long-term. Yeah,
0: and why stand up Why we've seen, we've seen Bryant be utilized already in the slot, already mm-hmm. as a rookie, and we'll see more of that and, as the offense grows. And I
2: think you would have had more production had the Browns not been – it sounds funny, but because the Browns were good, I think he had less production because, because of those couple drops and things like that.
1: He they, had a fumble in a game and stuff yeah. like that where, where you could see – and it was kind of – a two or three week um, in a row type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he started getting his snaps dialed back, I feel like. And then they even kind of went to Njoku a little in bit. Njoku a little more because yeah. they could
0: trust him. He's a little bit more of a veteran and right.
1: things like that. Absolutely. But his, his time will come.
0: And you could have mentioned uh, Njoku in his conversation as well as a good player to buy now
2: because he might be going somewhere
1: that will use him. I was going to say, I feel like he. I I thought about putting him into this show as, as a person uh, of interest for a rebuild. And I, and I still think he is a good one, um, but mostly because... I think he might be somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to be a next year thing. It's probably going to be after next year when he leaves. I, I see the somewhere.
0: Browns with a with a team with the roster, the, the salary cap coming in probably around 180 million. A lot of teams have to make some cuts here, or you know, s- trim their salary. Mm-hmm. David Njoku's fifth year option isn't that expensive. I can see it's only one year. I can see teams maybe a little bit of defensive starter that's worth a little bit more money for a tight end may need to tight end a guy a team like the new England Patriots who are up against it right now mm-hmm. when it comes to salary cap, I can see them maybe moving a defensive player to the Browns as well. Matt, give us a guy that you like down the road here is a good buy. If your team is reloading.
1: So obviously, yeah, this this is going to be definitely a rebuild type of situation because we haven't seen much from this player, but my guy is uh, the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, Paris Campbell. Um, you know, still very young, 23 years old right now. I think he'll be 24 by the time next season starts. But it's, it's, he's going into his third season. He really hasn't played much, unfortunately. Um, it was seven games his rookie season and only two um, last year before his season was cut short again uh, due to injury. But T.Y. Hilton, you know, obviously – is the main reason I like him because T.Y. Hilton's going to be off this team, I, I believe, next year. He's an impending free agent. I, there is a rumor they might bring him back. Really?
2: Yeah, and that's that's honestly my biggest concern. Is like, does he come back? And then supposedly they've had interest in guys like Godwin and and, and Allen Robbins, that would be my only concern because if it's him and Pittman, it's it's wheels up. I mean, it, it,
1: it's definitely wheels up, but this is a guy that I, I really, really liked coming out of college, mm-hmm. and this is a, a legitimate 4-3 type of guy, and oh, he just sure. hasn't been able to stay on the field. And obviously, in fr- Frank Reich, I mean, I if if you remember back to the day uh, of the draft, they're showing all these, you know, the behind-the-scenes type thing where they were really excited to get this guy. Mm-hmm. As soon as they picked him, I think they were excited and also um, – surprised that he was there he's he's that big of a talent but it just he's a he's a perfect fit as well for for the type of offense they're running the west coast offense where they're going to dump the ball off and and really on these short crossing routes and that type of stuff and, and let the guy do work and that's what that's what he does he's great at run mm-hmm. after the catch and and it's 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 just a matter of him getting healthy yep. and i and i think you can use that the fact that he was a second round draft pick but now he hasn't produced for two years to get him at a reduced rate and, and, and really get a, a ton of upside for – I mean, at this point, he he can't be much more than like a third or fourth round draft pick. You'd, you'd have to give up Paris get Paris, yeah. Paris Gamble.
0: High, yeah. high third, very late second. Okay. I think you'd probably get maybe like a late second to get somebody back in the second round. Um, might change come draft day because, you know, everybody gets real excited. It depends how deep this draft is when you get to those rounds. But I'd be okay giving up the late – I'd have no problem whatsoever giving up anywhere from pick – two nine on for a guy like Paris Campbell. Now I'd really feel like I'd give up a little bit more yeah. me personally, but I just know he's not worth that. I don't have to.
1: I feel, I feel like you would be overpaying and in his one full game this season, he, he saw, he had nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards. So, I mean, that's the type of, that was that's what he had week one in this weird shortened off season, and everything. So they, they have a spot for him. They like him. They'd like to use him. It's just that health is has been his biggest deterrent, I feel like. Yeah,
2: I mean he's he's one of those close to the line of scrimmage guys. You put the ball in his hands and then you just let him go. Mm-hmm. You just let him utilize that speed, utilize that elusiveness, and just let him make plays. You know, he's he's going to be more of a, a a West Coast style type of wide receiver. And I think regardless of who's the quarterback next year, whether it's, you know, somebody they draft, whether it's Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz in a trade. Whether, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still wide open for them since we know Philip rivers is already retired that that ship has sailed. So, and it sounds like at this point, Jacob Beeson really isn't in the conversation, which kind of surprised me. I thought they might, you know, at least see what they had, but it sounds like they're, they're, they're out right. on him. So, uh, I have no clue who the quarterback's going to be, but somebody that can operate close to the line of scrimmage and gain a bunch of yards without having to be a deep throw is always a nice
1: weapon to have. Jacob and back on him, real fast. They're the people that have the most information on him at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like us, oh, we're outside observers. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I didn't love the guy to begin yeah, with. Oh yeah, I don't. I think he had an. You know, I think he had some good arm talent, but there were some some weird things about him. I, I feel like leadership. It's a good wise. thing for their weapons if he's not the quarterback. I, I do feel like yeah. that. Yep, absolutely.
0: And I love Paris Campbell, too. This is a guy, we, I think we brought him up on the show multiple times. You may even talked about him last year as a breakout going in 2020. And you mentioned the 4-3 speed, mm-hmm. second-round pick, savvy route runner, good hands, a really good complement to Michael Pittman Jr. And we saw what Ty Hillen did late in the year, and it can only get better in the quarterback situation. You mentioned West Coast offense, very QB friendly, helped the wide receivers a ton as well. So I think Paris Campbell is a great reloading kind of options here because again when we mention this late second round picks or third round picks these are minimal investments with high upside is what we're talking about here so if they don't pan out you're not missing out you're not you're not killing your dynasty team because if you miss out on a late second round pick it does it hurts your team it it can set you back just a little bit but it's not devastating it's not like you made this big bold trade that set you back and I feel like Paris Campbell's floor is safe if he's healthy if the he's healthy, healthy. Yeah, but absolutely. even last year he broke his hand you yeah. know it wasn't like anything that we like oh he pulled it's not it's not like he has a whole bunch of muscle tightness which is another player i'm gonna talk about later with a lot of muscle strains so the 4-3 speed the the route running i mean this is a guy we gave as a rookie first round grade over terry McLaurin. you know that's we kept going back like hey who do you put here at the end and we put terry McLaurin or we put paris campbell we end up going paris campbell we were wrong you know but yeah. at the same time Time will tell.
1: No. It's only been (laughs) two years. I mean,
0: (laughs) there's tons of receivers that have come into the league that have taken a couple years, whether it be injury, you know, Hall of Famer Andre Johnson, or future Hall of Famer Andre Johnson. His first couple years in the league, he was banged up. And it it took him for a little while to develop. And he was a buy at the time. Right. You know, if we were doing a dining podcast, I would have been all over. You got to go out and buy Andre Johnson right now. And I made moves for him in our league Mm -hmm. at at the time because I saw the upside there. And there's tons of players like that. And Paris Campbell to me fits that mold. Like you said, I remember that video. They were super pumped about drafting this guy and adding him to the roster. And I know there's rumors out there about getting, you know, Chris, Chris Godwin a wide receiver, but Tampa Bay is not letting Chris Godwin leave. They're going to franchise him or they're going to they sign should. him to a contract because he's just too good and he's there, too young. There
2: are other receivers. There's Allen Robinson, there's Juju, there's um Kenny Galladay. Like, this is a very wide receiver heavy for but, agent class. And,
0: and but no, they they have that's the thing. Like the guys you just mentioned, they they're not. Michael, they're not Paris Campbell. Those are Michael Pittman Jr. guys, right? Like, Al Robinson's sure. a fantastic Sure, I think Juju overall. would run out of the slot, but yeah. Yeah, but he's he's not going to the Colts. He's not going to the but, but Anything I say lately that's not going to happen, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I was going to so, say, uh, we're, we're not going to go I there. I don't think he's going there either. I, I think he still goes to the Jets, personally. It's just Probably. Me uh and them they, the
2: washington football team i think those are the two
1: and and just to give you a heads up they indianapolis colts are the second highest they have the second highest amount of of cap space so they could easily sign receiver. receiver. that they money could easily sign one yeah but it
0: could and just it. be bringing ty hilton back and that's it or they could trade for carson wentz and all of a sudden a big chunk of that uh money goes down the window and i would be oh if they brought down the window
1: it. yeah yeah you got to roll down the window to go out it yeah you can't go out the window yeah, so, so it, we'll it went it. down like it Went down the window. You never saw those old windows that used to – the top used to come down. <laughs> yeah, you ever got go. like
0: a bug flying around your car and you want to uh, let out the window and it's like on a window all of a sudden you roll your window down and it goes down with the, the yeah, window. Yeah, you, you roll your, like, your window down. It didn't go oh, down, down, down the window. Oh, down with the window, window. she goes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the next guy here. I'm going back to the tight end position, a guy that I have been all over – over the past, uh, well, I can't say a couple years, past year. It's only been in the, the league one season. No, you've Mother been all Garrett, on him for two Although I am a Debbie guy, so mm-hmm. I can get away with it. That's
0: a sweet butt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I am going with Cole Komet, second rounder. When we talk about a physical build from the tight end position, six foot six, 260 pounds. Started the year off really
1: slow. He's a mountain of a man.
2: He is a mountain of a man. Uber athletic. Very, very athletic. Started the season off. Nothing happening. Nope. <laughs> nothing happening. It's like me and my dates. <laughs> but the second half of the season, all of a sudden he
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> From 2008? When was the last time you were on a date? Uh, Yes, 2008.
0: Friday with my wife. Oh, I got oh, with
1: your okay. wife. Right. That, that counts. That. that counts. My bad. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would clear that up.
0: All right. Uh, that went somewhere, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? It went down the window. Oh, that went somewhere. Uh, Down
0: the window.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But from week ten on, he was a major part of this offense, and we're talking about multiple weeks where he had six, seven, eight targets. They were they were looking to get him the football, and that was with Jimmy Graham still there. Mm -hmm. I maybe Jimmy Graham's back this year. I don't know. Jimmy Graham's not back. I would be surprised if he was back. But even if he was, this is Cole Komet's team now. He's the starting tight end, and The craziest part about all of this, all of this, last offseason, the one that was full of COVID and full of all that stuff, was his first season not playing baseball Baseball. in the spring. Yeah. He was playing baseball every spring up into that point. We're talking about an uber-athletic mountain of a man that (laughs) is is moving into – he's only 22 years old. Not even 22. He's about to be 22 years old. Young stud. I just think that he is going to absolutely blossom. And the price is already starting to climb and it's only going to keep climbing higher. You you got to get in now before he just becomes unattainable.
0: What's the price range? Mid second, I would draft?
2: I would guess right now in the most recent draft that I did, he went as tight and thirteen off the board.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with that. I give up a high higher second for him because like you mentioned, it, you know Jimmy Graham likely gone, Allen Robinson likely gone. Where are these targets going? Who's going to be their big weapon here on the offense? It's going to be Cole Komet. You mentioned he overtook Jimmy Graham over over those last what five games of the year? Yep. Uh, those last five of games of the year, he saw thirty targets. So in all those game, and in all those games except for the Minnesota game, he saw at least six targets. Where he saw two versus Minnesota, but the minimum he saw over the last five games was six. And you, you mentioned this is his team now with no A. Rob, Anthony Miller coming back here, right? Who are going to be all the weapons? It's the, right now, it's David Montgomery, Anthony Miller, and Cole Komet are the ones that you feel really comfortable. And we still don't know who the quarterback is. But any quarterback we know who in. it could be. Could, could be Mitch. Could could be Mitch.
1: Could be Mitch. Could be, Mitch. Could be, Mitch. Could be Carson hey, Wentz. I think it could be Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> but like you mentioned, Alan Robinson gone. Anthony Miller was in the doghouse towards the end of that. He l- was. In l- the last season. It's really so Mooney's team. It's, it's Mooney. <laughs> yeah. It is Mooney and Cole Komet right now, and, and David Montgomery for vying for targets. I mean, Tariq Cohen obviously is coming back next year and will be involved. But Cole Komet is is looking right now like he's probably the second best pass catcher out of that group. I mean, you know, being you know, Tariq Cohen being the best, and, and right. that, he's a gadget player. Right. So Cole Komet could very easily – next year be one of the more viable targets in that offense and two or three years down the line because we're talking rebuild type of yep. stuff he could be a monster so yeah I absolutely love this pick right here um Cole Komet it, sky's the limit he was our he was my tight end one at tight yep. end one I think he was this. our
2: consensus tight end one yeah
1: and
0: yep. we know Nagy's been looking for a tight end for this offense to mm-hmm. the to run his offense yep. through they had like ten
2: on the roster every year, and they, found, yeah, they literally they
0: had like ten. Found. Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So there's <laughs> no reason to think that he won't see like we don't. There's no reason to think these targets won't go up. So where he saw a minimum of six over the last five games, uh, in every game except for the Minnesota game over the last five, where he saw thirty targets. I said you extrapolate it over a whole season, he's seen almost a hundred targets right. in a year, which is fantastic for a tight end. So yep. odds of him finishing as a tight end one next season. So this is about. This is for a reload team, like mentioned 22, that could pay dividends right away. You know, Harrison Bryant won't pay dividends right away. Paris Campbell could pay dividends right away. The most realistic guy right now we are talking about of the three that we mentioned, Cole Komet, most likely the one to actually help your team take a step forward in 2021 and beyond.
1: And another thing that I liked about that pick is... His targets going up also correlated with Mitch coming back in the lineup. So, sure. between him point. between him or Carson Wentz, who we also know likes to loves uh, the tight end, loves to target the tight end. He's gonna be with a guy that that feels comfortable throwing to the tight end position mm-hmm. as well. So that's just another nugget that um, another reason I think to like him.
0: To be fair, I bought my wife a squat machine because I like tight ends too.
1: There you go, tight butt. (laughs) Squat machine. Just a bar or what? I don't know. (laughs) Here's a rack and a bar. I I
0: completely made it up. I even know there is a thing as a squat machine. (laughs) I said, I don't want to say something about tight butts because I just appreciate them. I know. Hey, dude, I'm a butt guy. Yeah. All the above for me. Shark guy. Everything (laughs) above the butt. You're Right from the D. All right. (laughs) All the above. So. Hey, before we go into our next guy, Garrett, why don't uh, you talk about somebody where all the guys that we're talking about will totally correlate with one of our sponsors. This might as well just be the Prediction Strike show, right? Correct. I mean,
2: we're talking about guys that we want to buy before they their value up. increases. Yeah. These
0: guys are cryptocurrency 12 months ago.
2: So, Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Harrison Bryant. Ooh. Paris Campbell. The other three guys, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to spoil it.
0: Coming soon. All those guys...
2: <laughs> Would be great, guys, to get on Prediction Strike. We've been hearing all about the market. We've been hearing all about the stock market and all of these different stocks, and Elon Musk's even tweeting about them, and it's, it's it's wild out there right now. It's the wild, wild west, and you can get the sports version of that over at predictionstrike.com. It is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes just like they were stocks. Uh, Some other guys that that we've talked about over the years. uh, Well, not even over the years. Some guys that we're going to be talking about here soon. All of our rookie shows. You're going to want to listen to all of our rookie shows because those are going to be the types of guys that you're going to want to get quickly on predictionstrike.com. Sign up with the promo code DYNASTY to receive $10 free with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's code DYNASTY for $10, uh, or sorry, to receive $10 with your deposit of $20 or more. You guys are all distracted. You realize we're, we're on camera right now. No, we're this really isn't an audio we're looking podcast. At our, we're we're looking, looking at our crypto money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to do a read. You're doing a great You're read. Doing great. We're prediction, just talking about prediction straight we
0: Bitcoin and <laughs> Ethereum great
1: prediction strikes awesome and it's just like our cryptos that we're looking at right? that we're yeah. very
0: excited about in the graph because i saw benjamin albright tweet about the graph and it was at like 50 cents i bought a couple hundred hours worth and now it's already doubled i'm like this is great this yeah. is great uh no i love prediction strike. this They're is great people ask me this on twitter all the time like who are good prediction strike investments and i'm like tons of people yeah, all this, the, this yeah, you play dynasty denzel mims go out there and get them
1: absolutely the adam GaSe effect the reverse Adam
0: Gase yeah. effect. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our uh, another guy here. A uh, guy, guy on my list here. We, we mentioned muscle strains, right? This, this guy is the king of them lately, but I still love him. I still think he's a good buy. I'm talking about Debo Samuel, the San Francisco 49ers, 25 years old. And right now, I think he can be bought for a late first round pick. Right around from pick 110 on. And I personally still feel comfortable giving up that for Debo Samuel because I'm still a big believer. This is a guy playing seven games, but basically that was six because he missed most of Week 14 versus Washington football team where he got hurt. And he looked good in the time he was in there. This is a guy who could end up starting off the 2021 season seeing the third best defender, right? Because Brandon Ayuk looked fantastic. We all know George Kittle's fantastic. We don't know who the quarterback is 100%, most likely Jimmy Garoppolo, but a lot of rumors out there about San Francisco – and Debo Samuel, if you remember our rookie breakdown, this is a guy who we just loved the way he plays football. And he's a guy that gets utilized all over the field. He can be playing in the slot. He can play out wide. He can play in the backfield mm-hmm. and get carries. This is a guy when he gets the ball in his hand, he looks like a running back. He's built like 1-2, 5'11, two, 214. He's built like a running yeah. back. Yeah. He's a monster, and which is why he is fantastic with the ball in his hands. When it comes to yards after the catch, Debo Samuel is one of the night best guys in the league to do that. Now we've only seen on a limited basis, but when he does get the ball in his hands, he's electric.
1: He think of like golden. Tate as I said, that's prime. exactly who I think of when, when you're describing it. And, and when I think of him as well, it's just, this is a guy that you get the ball in his hands. You can get him in, in, in his hands in a variety of different ways. And he can make things happen. He can turn into a running back. He can, he can get those little slip screens and, and start working his way through traffic that way as well. He's, He's a very versatile player, and and I think the the injuries that he's had these past couple of years, I think would open up a window and make him a nice buy but, at this point.
2: Let, let me ask this question though, because I'm with you guys. I like Debo yeah. Samuel quite a bit, but we do have to ask the question about like, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the quarterback next year? Because so far that hasn't been a wonderful thing necessarily.
1: Right. I think he's the best of the bunch. I think we can The all... best of the ones that are there yeah, currently right exactly, now. Exactly. That is
2: probably true. Uh, so there's that question. And then we know George Kittle's going to get his. Do we think if Jimmy G is the quarterback, that that Kittle plus Ayuk and or Debo, I feel like w- one of those guys is not going to be able to produce like we want them to.
0: I feel like Debo is the kind of player where he's going to be... He's in the game script, right? You're going to man. With Kyle Shanahan being so innovative mm-hmm. and the way he runs his offense, Debo will be utilized and they will. And how dynamic he is with the ball in his hands. Same thing for Ayuk mm-hmm. is I think they're going to make sure. Like Kittle's just a big play guy. He's going to happen Kyler. regardless for him. He's going to own the middle of the field. Yep. But outside of that, Shanahan will get the ball in his playmaker's hands. And right now it's not like Ayuk's out here as a dominant number one. He's not Julio Jones, right? He's, right. right. He's not that guy. So – for me, I with no sure thing at running back yet, you know, they bring in a guy like Aaron Jones, that would that, that would worry me more so than about Iuke or Debo, right? Because sure. then they're gonna throw the ball to him a ton and run the ball. To me, I think Debo Samuel safe because Kyle Shanahan knows what he has in a guy like Debo Samuel and he will game plan around him to make sure he's getting six touches per game. And if you give a guy like Debo Samuel six touches per game, he's gonna give you double digit fantasy points week
1: in and week out. And to piggyback on your idea a little bit there, I feel like Kyle Shanahan, he's been he's been fighting with one arm tied behind his back because he hasn't had all his weapons mm-hmm. healthy yet. And, it, you know, it, there hasn't been a lot of time. It's been like Debo's been injured and then Ayuk was playing and then Ayuk was injured and then Debo was playing and then, then Debo re-injured himself and then I you know what I mean? And then Jimmy's hurt. Yeah, exactly. And then Jimmy's hurt. So I, th- I I feel like he is a good enough offensive coordinator that – he will be able to get all of them involved, the the two wide receivers and the tight end, and also have a very good running game. I you really think that I they do. can
2: support three offensive passing weapons and a run and a good running game.
0: I, I honestly do. Alpha, so I do one hundred percent.
1: Yes, I do. Other I teams know, do. It. I don't know that they can do that with Jimmy. Other
0: Jimmy. teams do. It. I mean, if Sean McVay's done it with the weapons he's had, right? Yep. Uh, New Orleans has done it with the weapons that they've had at times. Well.
1: I was going to say, they're maybe not the Theirs best. was always they They're two. not the yeah. best.
0: It's always mostly two because it's tight. Well, he wants to utilize the end It just it hasn't worked out. Um, but, I mean, if we sit here and go through it, I mean, look at – I think
1: McVay was a, a good enough example. Minnesota. Because it's a very similar system that they both run. Sure. And, and it's easy. You know, you can say, yes, that offense can support two wide receivers and a tight end and still have a, a fairly decent running game. It's It's – Almost the exact. It's a carbon copy type of thing. I feel like they're very, they're very similar teams. It's just a matter of him getting a little bit better play out of the quarterback position. But they
2: didn't, but they. But I was gonna say the Rams never did get three going at the same time. They did for that like small window at like when McVay was first there. Yeah, but it was like the first half of the season, and then from there on out, it's really just been Woods and and Cup. And even when Cup took his dip, that's when Higby took his bounce. I that's that's my only worry is I just don't know, and I'm not saying. Don't buy Debo because I, I love Debo as a yeah. player. I just don't know that Ayuk and Samuel can coexist at the same time as Kittle.
0: I think what I think what I think the way to look at it though is differently is sometimes when you talk about players like, oh, this guy's gonna be a wide receiver one. I don't i I'm not saying that. I'm looking at like a, a mid-range wide receiver two, right? Like a sure. steady Eddie solid wide receiver 16 18 overall which is a championship caliber player on your roster and we're talking about giving up a second round pick for that guy right like a right. mid-range second round pick we're not talking about you know a door buster none of these guys we're talking about right now are our guys that are come in and put up wide receiver one numbers wide receiver two sure and in in dynasty that that's something you have to get off of a lot of times is like everybody's trying to chase that big trade Everybody wants that wide receiver one that wide right. rec- you know that running back one but Running back twos and wide receiver twos, they win you championship. They're very important players. And where I see Debo's value is, is like I mentioned, that offense and his skill set is the touches that he will get and what he will do with those touches. Sure. And when you get a guy that you can get on your roster that will give you over 10 points per game, that's a mid-range to high-end wide receiver two if they stay healthy Mm -hmm. year in, year out. And those are kind of players you can rely on and get get it. If you get Debo Samuel as your wide receiver three, and he's giving you those numbers, you have yourself a championship caliber player. So, I think you, I think in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think like Matt said, I think he is good enough of offensive coordinator, like how Sean McVay runs his offense, where that thing just pumps out fantasy goodness. I think I think another offense like how Minnesota did this year, right? Two wide receiver ones and a top three running back. I think sure. Kevin Stefanski's offense, the way he runs his offense, what do you have? Two running back ones. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were running back ones this year. Running back 11, running back 10. And I think when you bring back next year with the offensive game, passing game with a guy like Odell Beckham, they can have a, a high-end wide receiver two sure. or end. Almost like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. right? Not not right there as wide receiver ones necessarily, but high-end wide receiver twos. They and don't they mean, have George Kittle. That's, that's, that, that's the X factor. And the other
2: X factor is that defense is going to be much better next year, and they might just run the heck out of the
1: football. Can you at least agree that if if Debo Samuel and Iuke are both healthy, Debo Samuel at least has a fighting chance to be that number one wide oh, receiver? Oh,
2: absolutely. He okay. definitely does. Yeah. I'm just
1: saying all right. that my thing is
2: I just don't know that both can both can be true, that George Kittle can be a top three tight end, that both Iuke and Debo can be both wide receiver twos. I don't think all three of those things can happen.
0: Okay, and that's it, fair. Because
2: I because I do I think that even with Nick Bosa coming and all of those it's guys, a fa- it's back. a fair argument. Yeah,
0: it's it's hard. Well, the biggest argument is there's only twenty four of them, right? There's right. only twenty four
2: wide top, receiver wide receiver ones yeah. and two.
0: So it, it, that that alone kind of limits it to put it, push it all that field to have a tight end one and have a strong running game, which is what I envision. And,
2: and it's hard because I'm arguing against myself a little bit because I, I like the I like the player. I do. It's just I want to make sure that we can get it.
0: And for the price tag right now of a guy like I was out trying to buy some now Ayuk. The price tag, Brandon to cost you a first
1: easily, right? I, uh, I think Debo's a the cheaper option for sure.
0: The cheaper option with just as much upside. Totally agree. And from a fantasy perspective, I think Ayuk might offer a little bit more. I'd get the touchdown edge, to Ayuk, mm-hmm. but I think the guy who offers more upside. If I had to, if I had to pick, well, if I had to pick one, I would take Ayuk just because of the health <laughs> concerns. But for the pr- but for the price, tag, well, that's easy. If I had to pick between Devontae Adams and I, you know, what I mean, that's easy. Like. Did you but, just compare
2: Brandon Hick to Brandon? I Hick? did, because they're that good. He's that good. No. Okay.
0: Um, I would I would lean Debo. I just think that's why we're talking about him today. I right. think the value's there for a reloading team to get a 25 year old wide receiver that, like Matt said, could be the number one receiver in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Matt, give me your guy.
1: All right, my next guy. Smooth transition. My uh my computer closed on me. Uh <laughs> Darkness. Uh, uh, darkness. Uh my guy is Adam Troutman. Um, obviously tight end of the New Orleans Saints or yeah, New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> I just in my Who head. Are all these people? In my head, I said New England Patriots. And I was like, no, it's not New England Patriots. New the England Saints. But Saints. I said Saints out of my mouth. So here we go. Um, obviously, the Saints in cap hell. Um, they're obviously not going to be bringing back Jared Cook because he's not even counted into the $70 million that they're over. I thought and, it was
0: almost over $90 million.
1: Well, they just um, they, they just had a restructure with Drew Brees that, that dropped at about $25 million. Mm-hmm. So, um, even with him going down to like bare minimum salary for, for his rookie or for his, uh, veteran pay, they're still at $70 million over. So there's really not a lot they can do as far as bringing in new guys. So, I mean, that really leaves them with the guys that they, have. I mean, it's, it's Traquan Smith, it's, it's, um, Michael Thomas and it's, it's Alvin Kamara. And then it's going to be Adam Troutman. They don't have anyone else at the tight end position, you know, worth a, worth a darn, um. This is the this is the clean show, right? Uh, <laughs> Damn right it is. <laughs> Real quick,
0: Cook has an eight million dollar roster bonus due in March, so he'll be gone by. Uh, they should come be him gone before that. He'll be,
1: yeah, he'll be he'll be out of there. So so thank you, Jared, uh, for correcting me. I thought I thought he was already off the team, but he is still he on the there. team too. I, I was yeah. actually
2: as he was saying that I was looking at up, I was like, I think he's still
1: on the team. So he does count as you know he does count in that that. But they're probably trying to save money. So. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So he'll Trot- be gone. So Trotman's a guy that you know. He went to Dayton, so he was a smaller school guy. Didn't make a a, a huge impact in, in his rookie season, but this is another guy similar to Harrison Bryant who had big time numbers Let, last year in Dayton. He had over 900 yards receiving, so he's a he's a big time threat out of the out of the tight end position again as far as receiving goes. And that alone, I mean, we talked about it earlier. How these guys, you kind of have to have them. Before they become good, or otherwise it just becomes cost prohibitive. Pro, cost prohibitive. Yep. And in the Saints' offense, I don't know talk. <laughs> I <laughs> thanks, Rich. In in the Saints' offense, you want to get a piece <laughs> of these guys before they become the number one option there. Uh, you know, Sean Payton in the past has always had. The number one guy, and then kind of an, another guy, and I think Troutman could end up being one of these centerpiece type of guys down the road, and that and that's why I'm shooting for him um, in a reload.
0: Yeah, when I saw you putting Am Troutman on this, on this list, I really like I really like what you you, know, what you put him on here because again, you're talking about a guy who didn't do much this year. his guy, the most catches he had in a game was three. He did that twice. The most yards he had in a game was 45. Finished year 17 catches, 171 yards, and three touchdowns. But like Matt said and kind of go back in comparison, and Brian to like these tight ends take time to develop. And this is a tight end that not only the saints, um, believed in because when they drafted him in the third round, they traded away four draft picks to get Adam Troutman. They gave up all their day, three picks. That's four draft picks. They gave up to get him in the third round to move back up there.
1: That's how much they believed him. And they, they knew the the salary cap situation they were going to be in this year. They didn't know the extent of it at the time. Um, it was going to be bad, but though. they knew it was going to be bad. And, and, draft picks like like this they they speak to me as far as they knew what they were they knew that they weren't going to be able to hold on to jared cook so they had to they had to get a guy get him in the system and kind of um you know get him up to speed this year and then next year is when when he's going to be the starting tight end most likely and you know he's going to take his lumps when he goes into the starting role as well i'm not expecting huge numbers out of him next year either it's it's going to be the the year after that. I feel like when he's really going to pay dividends uh, for your fantasy team.
2: Well, and he ended up being in a similar situation as Bryant, where it's a team that's really competitive, that's mm-hmm. going for a Super Bowl, and you can only you can only trot rookies out there with so much comfortability. You right. know, like it, it's it's tough to be able to to put a guy out there without having him battle tested and stuff like that. So
1: with a veteran quarterback, like you can't be missing assignments right. and screwing up your routes and stuff like that. With a guy that is literally year to year, whether or not he's going to retire or not. And is one of the, Which one of the greatest. is
2: wild because I, I feel like I've even seen people talk about like well-known reporters like Ian Rappaport saying like, you know, in a year where Drew Brees is going to retire and blah, blah, blah. And then like the announcement still hasn't
0: come. Still hasn't come. Like yep. it, I'm starting to lean toward
2: maybe he's not going to, I've, maybe he's I've coming back. I've thought about that
0: too. Like maybe he won't retire this year and come back. Like just a minimum help the saints out and give them like, Hey, let, let them find a guy to develop. I'll come back one more year. I believe I can do it one more year. And Which is then, wild. And it says, like, Good for him. And does it where, like, this is my last year. Yeah. I, I think a he's, farewell tour. I think he's 50-50 right now as well. And you, you mentioned Troutman being such a small school prospect coming out of Dayton. That's a big transition to it come is a big out jump from Dayton here. But you mentioned Dayton as well. Like, he put up big numbers. You're, we're talking about a guy who's very athletic and has great hands. If you go back to that draft process as well, Adam Troutman was a big time name at the position going to the draft. The combine people loved him. I was going to say, all the major
1: scouts loved him. I love that you brought out the combine because his numbers there were gross. His 40 number wasn't great. It was, you know, it was typical tight end, Mm 4.79. But his three cone, 6.78. That is like. That's fast for a wide receiver. You know what I mean? That those are great numbers, and this is a guy that's six foot six, two hundred and fifty five pounds, another mountain of a man. But yeah. he's getting through these three cone drills, and it, you know his twenty yard shuttle four point two seven. That's nothing to sneeze at for a guy that's six foot five. True, yeah, two hundred and fifty five. God bless you. Uh, <laughs> so, so this guy, he's a guy that can pick him up and put him down, and and you have to imagine that that Sean Payton is already envisioning ways to get this guy involved in the offense, and. and kind of having things run through him eventually. You know, Michael Thomas, he's a 28-year-old wide receiver who, you know, he's going to be in this offense through the transition, but not much after it. And mm-hmm. and Troutman is a guy that's going to be there long after the transition to the new quarterback and on all that.
0: With another great offensive mind in the NFL. I mean, yeah. we're, we're mentioning guys here. We're talking, like, top five guys here. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton. These, these are our fantasy football coordinators that provide us yeah. With a lot of good stuff. Those are
1: the ones you want to latch on to. Yeah.
0: And, and Troutman's going to, like you said, who's going to be the last man standing? Who in three years, when my reload's ready to shoot, going to produce? Mm-hmm. And this is another great name ad for a very minimal cost just, right now on Troutman.
1: Just roll down the window and pull them in. Pull there, him. there you go. Yeah. Just pull in a trout. <laughs> That's a window or a rod? I don't know, man. I don't fish. Yeah, stick that right out the window. <laughs> I don't fish.
0: I don't fish either. Which one? My father-in-law, we're going when we go on vacation this year on the we're going to the ocean. He's like, you guys want it? to me my brother-in-law, and he's like, you want to go on a charter fisher, a charter whatever that thing is. Yeah,
1: a charter. Yeah, fishing trip. Yeah. And my
0: brother-in-law immediately replied, "Yeah, hell yeah, I'm in." And I'm like, my kids would like that. Yeah, sure, I'm in. And I I'm did. Like, th- oh, I did that okay.
1: once. Once I paid 150 bucks to get. It was. I got so motion sick. I was the only thing I saw. I saw one fish get reeled right past my face as I puked. It, it ate the puke. And that, <laughs> and that was the only fish I saw the entire trip because I just had my head hanging over the. I'm just trying time. to catch jaws. Yeah. That's all I'm trying I can, to do. I can't do that open Not ocean stuff. Sharks or nothing. I can't do that open ocean stuff, man. As soon as the boat stops and it starts going up and down, I'm screwed.
0: Well, I'll let you know how it goes in your herd. Hopefully, I live. Yeah. To tell the tale. And I'm probably going to come back with some sweet story about me catching, like, For sure. a swordfish. I'm be sitting here with a sword.
1: I've it's, done it like three times. Right through his arm. It's fun.
0: Yeah. You catch anything good?
1: Oh, yeah. We caught a ton of dolphin fish.
0: Oh, you cut, cut dolphins? It? Wow, that's not cool not at all. Dolphins. God. Murderer. Dolphin yeah. fish. Mali, <laughs> wow. Mally, wow. Mally,
2: they call it. Yeah. Yeah, but you... Are you I'm only are hungry you enough gonna, for one Mally.
0: You can keep the fish that you catch. You got to pay for it, and they butcher it for you and take it home. Are you going to do that? That's a nice way to put it, butcher. Hell yeah. I love fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want awesome. eat it raw. Sushi style. <laughs> Garrett, last but not least, but least.
1: <laughs> Burn. Go <laughs> Well, who I feel very confident about this one Let's now. Let's find out who it is.
2: <laughs> All right, so right now, if you are a uh, fan of Green Bay.
0: Oh, I was right, Lee,
2: Or, or <laughs> a fan of one of the – just listen, Rich. You might learn something. You might learn something. If you're a fan of Green Bay, you're interested in where Aaron Jones is going, right? You're also very interested in what's going to happen with A.J. Dillon. Sure. Those are the two big topics of conversation around the Green Bay backfield. However, there is a guy in the Green Bay backfield that is – Basically free. Basically free. And his name is Jamal Williams. Free to roam. Free to run. Free to roam. Free to cut. Free range <laughs> chicken. Let me remind you of a couple things.
0: About Last something.
2: year, 19 carries, 77 yards when Aaron Jones was out. Also had a touchdown, five catches. Or sorry, four catches, 37 yards. The next game, 75 yards, six receptions, 27 yards. He is a very solid running back. There's nothing sexy about Jamal Williams except for his dance moves. Very good dancer.
1: However, I haven't, I haven't seen that.
2: Yeah, he's a very good dancer. Okay. Really nice guy. Like look up You're any right, of I'm his interviews. He's hilarious. Okay. Like he's hilarious. But I think there's two likely scenarios for Jamal Williams next year. One, Aaron Jones leaves and he ends up back in Green Bay along with AJ Dillon and they share time. Situation two, he goes to a team that it just needs a veteran running back, a uh, Houston Texans that could use a veteran running back, a Buffalo Bills, uh, something like that, a team that could just use a veteran running back. But either way, the cost of getting him in the 15th round is nothing. And you can then turn around and take this as a lowly bottom feeder rebuild team and say, hey, fancy, good, powerful, uh, you know, championship contender team. How about you give me a high end second for Jamal Williams with how well he's producing
0: right now. You so, flip you're, that. so
1: you're advocating the flip here.
2: I'm advocating the flip. Okay. Well, I you got get Jamal him for free. Williams.
0: my fishing tour, and back in the water. That's disrespectful. <laughs> that is disrespectful, man. <laughs> no, I, don't, I think I don't like I, his fantasy production. Sorry. I, I, I think he
2: costs you nothing. And I think there's a very strong likelihood that he is a relevant running back next
0: year. I, I like the fact that it costs you nothing. Um, but I feel like there's a, like a decent amount of free agent running backs right now that will somewhat limit him. It I, I like his price tag because he's going to be so cheap. But even guys like the Buffalo Bills, it's still going to be the Devin Singletary. It's still going to be the Zach Moss show. Is um,
2: it? Did you watch him?
0: I, I did. They didn't look that good. But I mean, I I think Zach Moss is just as good as Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? Like, like to the point where they're not going to go in and pay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be hard in this salary cap restricted year the fine rooms to pay the veteran minimum running backs when you can just draft them and have those guys like a team like Buffalo to me, makes, doesn't make a lot of sense because they already have the young guys on it, there. That was just a random team. I know no, I, I get there, it, but, but I mean yeah. like any team that, and like what running backs will be available at the same time where I think he'll get, I think, I think if he gets signed and he gets the opportunity, it's just for the price of free, you, you're not wrong. I'm not arguing right. that point. Cause like he's free. So I'm not arguing don't make the move. It's just, you're saying, oh, the flipping the high end second. I think the odds of that happening are almost slim to none. But lately, I'm saying that to help you out because everything I said. I was saying, that point, every time we have that, that conversation w- lately, it's. that I was saying something adamant won't happen. It's happened. <laughs> so I, I got these balls shined up.
1: You do, man, because they're dusty and they're not working very well right now. <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> but- play with them
0: for a while. Oh, sounded
1: succulent. succulent. Sweet succulent balls. <laughs> But clean. Jamal Williams, I like the stats that he's produced on the limited amount of carries mm-hmm. that he's gotten. Um, so I think here's how here's how I see it, and here's how I would be excited, I guess, somewhat for Jamal Williams. I would be excited if Aaron Jones left and they and Green Bay found a way to sign him. Yeah, and I, think, and I think that could happen. I think they know how to use him in the passing game, and I don't think A.J. Dillon is much of a threat in that area either. So that, so he would at least still have a role in that offense. And I think you would get more rushing attempts as well as they kind of ease AJ Dillon into, into a little something. And then I could see perhaps you getting a a return on your investment. Like you were just, that's
0: where that's the only way. Mm -hmm. And I I agree with that too, because it goes back to the green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers effect, more so to say where, you know, Aaron Rodgers makes running backs look Mm -hmm. good. We have a running quarterback like, Aaron Rodgers, they make running back look So good. Yep. Look what he did for Eddie Lacey, right? Eddie Lacey was just a jag, and he turned him to a high-end dynasty asset for a very short window. And I was on this podcast screaming, sell Eddie Lacey, sell Eddie Lacey. Right. This is not a good investment right now for right. where you're going to get back on him. And I think in that category, yes. And it's it, and if he doesn't, it's the reason why like I like A.J. Dillon in 2021. Sure. Do I love the player? No, but in that offense, he will succeed. He'll put up running back two numbers mm-hmm. strictly for the fact that he's playing in Green Bay and playing behind Aaron Rodgers in that offense. He will produce. It kind of goes same thing. It doesn't matter what running back goes to San Francisco. I want that running back because he's going to produce. What if it's Jamal Williams? And it could, he will it produce, could be. Yeah. and then he will produce, and it's a possibility. It Depend long as Raheem is still not there. So, and if he goes to San Francisco, if he goes. To, the Green Bay. You see that
1: conundrum I put him in? Yeah. I'll Just take, like, I'll take wait, that. That sounds like Jarek McKinnon. I'm in! I'm in, dang
0: it! Now for my next guy. Why, you should go out and give a five first for Jarek McKinnon.
1: <laughs> Poor guy. What is this, 2019?
0: He started off so hot, too. I was like, so oh, hot. my bold prediction is going to come
1: true. Two really, really good games in I there. know, dude. He started
0: off all good. It was like me looking in the mirror. But, like most things, my vision cleared up, and <laughs> things got real ugly real fast. Uh, so is that it? Is that all our guys? I think that's it. So let's go ahead and recap these guys. Say we talked about Harrison Bryant, tight end for the Cleveland Browns. We talked about Paris Campbell, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about Cole Komet, tight end for the Chicago Bears. We talked about Devo Samuel, wide receiver for the 49ers. And of course, just now, Jamal Williams, running back for some team, hopefully the Green Bay Packers. Don't forget Adam Troutman. And Adam Troutman, tight end for the Saints. These are, these are all players that we believe can help your dynasty team Some in 2021, but most beyond that season. Remember, this is the game of dynasty. It's a long-term play. You know, we're trying to mold our rosters into not only having very good starters, but depth that we can rely on when, you know, world case pandemics break out or injuries break out, and we we can get through that. Because depth, we talk about depth is great to have. You want the best starting lineup, but that's what gets you through the playoffs and helps you win. But more importantly, like you said, flip wise gives you the, the ammo to make the big trade because, yep. you know, it's why we preach in the draft, why you should draft these, the best player available because it gives you more ammo, to trade down the road. And once you add players that are valuable with draft pack draft picks, now you're starting to grab high end talent here. So mm-hmm. those are our picks for this show. Um, Next, we're going next show for the Nerd Herd Show. We're going to be talking about players to buy if you're a championship caliber team. Now, there's one player I won't be talking about. On there that I want to talk about because I just did a YouTube video on him, mm. Aheem Hines.
1: Oh, I, was, and, I thought you were going to tease, but you no, just no, want no, to no, no, no. <laughs> no, because I, and the reason I'm going to
0: tell you this is because <laughs> you know Rich, you don't play around. No, he does well, not. <laughs> well, Come right he, in, he's on the YouTube channel. <laughs> That's a good point. Go watch the show. What I'm trying to say is. So go subscribe to our YouTube That's channel because right. this is the kind of content we're providing over there as well. Make sure you go over there, like it, subscribe it on YouTube. I talk about 10 minutes about why you should go out and buy Naheem Hines. To me, if you're on a championship caliber team, he's a must buy. And I give you the price tag for what I think you can get him for in that video as well and what he produces. Go make sure you check that out at our YouTube channel. I, I have a couple more videos coming up. We have a lot of videos coming up here. We'll have it all through the offseason. People are like, hey, can we get more shows? You sure as heck can. Mm on youtube yes go sir. there like it subscribe hit the notifications hit get the if you join an inner herd you can get our next episode Ooh. for the price of a cup of coffee you can Come get our right next out. episode and are who we think we should buy for your uh, championship contender so if you're a championship
1: caliber team you gotta subscribe you gotta subscribe get on there i mean how are you gonna get over the edge you won't get maybe the... you won three straight well you want to win four get the dynasty gm free sample and go ahead and subscribe
0: and that's the big thing guys as we enter Dynasty Offseason. I put a tweet on here just the other day, too, saying the most impo- the first step of the offseason is to evaluate your own team, right? Mm-hmm. And the Dynasty GM is the best tool to do that. I can sit here for about 15 minutes and tell you all the different things that GM could do. It's that, you know, it's that multi- it's multi-faceted. It's It's in-depth. It's that multi-faceted. Wait, it's <laughs> hot and cold. This doesn't make sense. So, and again, I don't even have to sell it. It sells itself. Get to dinosaurs.com Good thing and, it does. And, and try it out. <laughs> It's hot, it's cold. Maybe that's your team. Hot, cold. You don't know.
1: It could break it down just that easily for you.
0: You want to streamline your teams? You mm-hmm. want to see your player shares? You want to make trades? You want to see player cards? And where this player lies? It streamlines everything. If you're more in five leagues, it's the best tool in the business. I think it's the best dynasty tool in the business today. Mm-hmm. And, again, I, I believe in so much we offer for free for everybody to try. And after that, it's, it's again, the price of a cup of coffee yep. a month. I mean, me personally, I spend like 7 bucks a day on coffee. Like, no joke. i That's a lot of Dynasty Nerd subscriptions. That is,
1: man. You know what I do? I, I homebrew my own nice cold brew. I know you are doing it's fantastic. <laughs> it and delicious. I started doing it
0: for a year, but then I fell behind. Now yeah, I just don't yeah. do it. And I, I go to Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. I get an iced coffee. And I go to Dunkin' Donuts usually around lunchtime. <laughs> so if I want to do my intermittent fasting, like, yeah. the coffee gets me where I need to be. It sure so. does. I, I'm a big
1: iced coffee guy. Yeah. Me, me too. Oh, wow. I drink iced coffee all winter long.
0: Yeah, I'm, me too.
1: I roll. It's, it's, it's 18 degrees out. I'm
0: rolling on a window. I'm like, uh, <laughs> can I get an ice coffee,
1: please? People look at me like I'm nuts, but. I just give nitro cold brew. Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah, good. That's yeah. good too. Yep. Yeah. Got a little bit of, of that uh, uh, bubbles in there. Yeah. Yep. And you drink it black. It's, it's like drinking. It's got a, the most caffeine to start with. It's like drinking a Guinness. With caffeine, that I need that caffeine.
0: Yeah. I need it too. Oh, and it, I'm one of those guys where like caffeine works. Up. Like, if I drink a cup of coffee, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, underly, underly, Reba, Reba, let's go. Yeah, you know, I, oh, I love it. And I just saw a report on that CNN. That wasn't a the bad day. Speedy, right there. Thank you so much, Tommy right. <laughs> Gonzalez. And I just saw a report on CNN. If you drink, they did a report going back. They did a study going back to 1948. So for over like 72 years, or whatever it is, um, that they just found this came out just the other day. If you drink black coffee, it can only be black, right? right? It has to be caffeinated that you're, you're likely to live longer. It's really good for your heart.
1: There you go. Tell my heart that when I've had two cups of coffee and no food because I'm doing intermittent fasting at about 11 o'clock and it's beating like crazy.
0: I love you, heart. <laughs> Valentine's Day is right around the corner. If you want to get someone you love, check out the Dyson Nerds store and check out DysonNerds.com. We'll be back next week talking all about all kinds of cool stuff.
1: Hype adi- butt. Adios. <laughs>